Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM at 6 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining me. And today we have news hot off the press. Literally just released at 11.30. And we are going to be discussing it today. That's the second quarter GDP figures that have just come out. And then on the line to discuss them with us is Martin Ackerman, Chief Economist at Citadel. Martin, welcome to High FM. Good afternoon. Good. I should rather say welcome back to Chai FM. I think it would be more appropriate for you. Martin, let's get straight into it. Should we be smiling? Should we be frowning? Should we be running to the airport? Should we be, what should we be doing? No, I think this is a very good number. Fantastic. And um, the market is telling the same. So if you think about uh, the rand, the rand actually uh, improved about 10 cents on the print. And the bond market also improved uh, by trading uh, significantly lower. So the market is liking the number. And, uh, yeah, we can certainly look into the number and unpack it. But, you know, it is uh, slightly more than expected. Um, so, so that's all good news. And that's exactly what we need right now in South Africa. Um, what's going on yesterday and today has really set a tone of real despondency. And people are just concerned and worried. And when good news like this comes in, it says really the translation of all the hard work that's going on and that has happened is starting to filter through. Martin, let's take our listeners back just a little bit and maybe unpack it. What is GDP? What does second quarter GDP mean? So that just everybody's in the loop as to what we're talking about when we talk about these figures. Okay, so the uh, GDP number that we've got today is the gross domestic product. So that's basically all the value that we've added uh, uh, together over the quarter in the country. So whether that's um, someone selling airtime or all the gold we're taking out of the mines or the construction going on in, in all the cities or new homes being built. So it's all the economic activity uh, that we've measured over the quarter and how much that increased compared to the previous quarter. Um, so, and then they also analyze the number, which simply means that, well, if we keep on doing this for the whole year, what will the actual number these for, for the whole calendar year of 2019? And I think that's why, you know, the number that printed 3.1%, um, is so positive because it actually implies that if we keep on doing exactly what we've done over the past quarter, then uh, a year from now for a full year, the number will sit around about three. Um, so the, the the annual number, the one that we measure compared to a year ago, is now close to 1%, which is still weak. You know, that's still um, looking back into the very tough 2018 after we've seen a, a lost decade uh, as a result of bad policy making. Um, and that 1%, unfortunately, is still below the population growth of 1.2%, which implies that that's why we're seeing uh, unemployment going up and up and up. So the first thing we want to do is to actually get uh, annual growth back to uh, or in line with population growth, which is about 1.2. And then when we stabilize unemployment, then anything above that can pave the way for, for, for more inclusive growth for everybody around the country. And I think that's why this positive Oh, that's why the, the 3.1 is so positive because it still shows that, you know, there is those kind of numbers embedded in the underlying economy. 
And if a couple of things can fall in place, we could probably get to that number on an annual basis. So uh, what contributed to the second quarter is obviously the fact that we haven't seen uh, load shedding or certainly not as much as we've seen in the first quarter. So it also shows how important it is to actually get ESCOM to, to behave because if we do get a lot of load shedding, you know, we know the first quarter was a negative 3%. Correct. Uh, so the impact is, is quite significant. But also, you know, the first quarter we had a bit of a soft patch in the global environment. Our exports dropped about uh, 26%. And then again in the second quarter, globally things stabilized a little bit. Um, we had no strikes or less strikes in the mining sector, and that's why mining came through as one of the, the biggest uh, contributors. So, you know, I think at least it shows us that the economy is not broken. And if we do the right things, um, you know, there is uh, hope uh, going forward. Martin, and you're, you're right, you know, after what we've witnessed yesterday, um, and that's also something that one needs to put into perspective, you know, the, the social issue at the moment is, um, uh, you know, it is uh, not the, the best uh, advertisement that we want to send out to the rest of the world as South Africans. But all over the world, we are seeing the social tension as a result of populism, whether it's the yellow vest in France, uh, what's happening in Hong Kong and Taiwan at the moment. Um, so it is in this global environment where people on the ground is saying, well, we, you know, we demand more. And um, given the fact that we've seen such weak growth for so long time, uh, hopefully this is a, the first step towards uh, also solving some of those social issues. Fantastic, Martin. Really happy to hear something positive coming through. Craig, just tell me we need to run to the shop, so we'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9. Hi, FM. It's 30 minutes past 12. And on the line, we have Martin Ackerman, who's Chief Economist and Advisory Partner at Citadel. And we are unpacking the second quarter GDP figures. Martin, it's really good news. Am I correct in saying that the analogy of a duck really comes to four over here, where you look at the duck on the surface of the water and it's gliding along, but below the surface, the feet are working furiously. You know, on the surface, you always get the feeling like, what is government actually doing? What is business actually doing but when these figures come through obviously things are happening yes i think um you're 100 right that uh, especially after the election to date there's been a feeling that you know from a positive point of view uh, things rather went quiet um and um you know that's yeah we've read a little bit about the the issues with the public protector and um last week or the week before minister uh economic plan or proposed economic plan, um, but we had much more interaction heading up to the elections. But I do think that this is showing to us that, you know, there are things happening on the ground. Maybe we don't see that on a daily basis. Um, you know, last year, uh, as an example, uh, last year we had the investment summit. We're going to have another one that's been organized by the president in November this year. And that's really to get foreigners to, to reinvest back into the country. Now, you don't see that on a daily basis because it takes time to open a new factory, um, but those commitments are starting to take place, um, and then, it, you know, it takes some time before you actually see it in the numbers. So we've seen quite a strong rebound in FDI in 2018 as a percentage of GDP, and in this exact print that came out this morning, a grocery capital formation um, printed 6%. Um, and, you know, that's the first positive in, in more than five quarters. 
and um, that's very positive because uh, for the for the previous negative quarters we kept on saying that that's a, a reflection from the industry that no one wants to invest back into the economy or new investments is is happening quite slowly and now this rebound about six percent is showing that there's actually things happening on the ground so that that's a very positive for us and FDI's foreign direct investment that's simply people overseas saying. South Africa is a great destination to invest our money. We are going to come and put our money directly into the economy, not via the stock market. We're going to come and spend our money by either buying into companies, starting companies, buying equipment, spending money on research and development, etc. Am I right? 100%, yeah. So that's very different from what you're also reading at the moment about portfolio investments because that's what we call short-term hot money. So, you know, it's risk-off EM at the moment, so people are just selling our stocks and our bonds, um, but they can be back tomorrow. But for foreign direct investment is where you really take a long-term view on the country because you you, you basically – uh, setting up shop here and you, you, you create new jobs and you invest in, in expanding factories. Um, and examples like that is, for example, a lot of the auto companies that expanding capacity uh, across the country where we've got these factories. Uh, Vendanta, the Indian um, mining company that opened the zinc mine in the Northern Cape, uh, the president himself was there earlier this year, f- year for the opening. Those kind of longer-term commitments to the country, that's what uh, we are seeing picking up at the moment. Moment, and that is definitely the, the, the fundamental things that need to take place to, to get you into more sustainable growth. Martin, before I get into the breakdown of which sector did well, there's messages coming through. People are wanting to know, now that we've got this positivity feeding through and you've got foreign direct investment up, we have got GDP up, does that mean that if you've bought SA Inc., in other words, you've got money directly on the stock market and you've gone sideways for so long that you almost expect it to never pick up, is now the time to maybe start giving a bit of a positive look towards the screens? Um, you're 100% right that the, the JSC is offering a lot of value opportunities. Um, and I'm talking, like, talking more specifically, um, the JSC Inc. companies, you know, people of companies rather that only do business locally with local consumers. We always get the rand hedges and the mining companies that can act very differently depending on what's happening with the currency and international markets. Um, but the, the local companies, you know, they've been under severe pressure. We've got uh, all-time low business and consumer confidence. Most consumers are under pressure. And if you think about your, your general of your average retailer, even to an extent some of the banking companies, they do struggle. So um, if we can stay on this course, then obviously that will get better for them. But I also do think that, you know, despite the very positive print today, we need to stay realistic that there's uh-huh. still a lot of challenges ahead. Um, so it might, Rome is not built in, in one day, and I think we need to keep that in mind as well. And also to remember that our Rome, so to speak, was corroded over 10 years. It's not going to take two quarters to get it back to where it was before or even to start growing it forward. But Martin, just before we go to the break, let's start breaking things down. One thing you mentioned, the reason why mining was up simply because it was coming off a low base. There was no load shedding, therefore there was no disruption. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 21 minutes past 12. Thanks so much for being with us and for joining us on the line. 
We have Martin um, Ackerman, who's a chief economist and advisory partner at Citadel. Martin, sorry, the voice just gave in there before. Uh, that's fine. Good. Martin, let's have a look at agriculture down 4.2%. Of all the figures that I see on all the charts, that's the one that worries me the most. And just very briefly, my reason for that is twofold. Number one, if our agriculture is falling, it means that at some stage you're going to have to import. And, it, on the, and that, that, that whole scenario doesn't bode well for our economy. And second of all, we have tried so hard, and I think in many areas successfully, but on the whole, I'm not sure how successful it has been in really grooming and growing black commercial farmers. In order to bring people into the industry and to open up, a lot of money has been spent, a lot of energy has been poured into that sector, and yet we're down 4.2%. Do you have any idea why? Yeah, so the first thing is that um, agriculture is a very small sector of the economy. It's less than 2%, but it's one of the bigger uh, employers. So, you know, it is important for that sector to, to keep on doing well because it creates more jobs and, and, and help more people to actually earn an income. Um, but it's also a very volatile sector. So, you know, agriculture, depending on uh, what's happening with weather patterns, can swing uh, around quite a bit. You know, last year we've seen uh, huge uh, double-digit pos- positives from quarter to quarter just to turn into negatives. So, in fact, this minus 4%, um, one can actually see as as, as reasonably muted. Um but, yeah, it boils down to, you know, what's happening on the farming side. And we do know that with the uncertainty around the land issue and also droughts in, in certain parts of the economy, um, unfortunately, there's been uh, less planting of, of some of the commodities. And obviously, that then contribute to, to lower crop as well. So, um, but like I said, you know, it is, a, it is one of the, the more volatile um, sectors, and if you think that in the first quarter, you know, that was down minus 13%, it was the, the weakest uh, sector last quarter, quarter one, then the minus 4% relative to that is, is still negative and bad, but it's actually not as bad as, as the deep negative. But again, also, you know, last year we, we came off uh, quite a high base, so, so one needs to keep that um, in mind as well. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for clearing that up. Then if we just, because we're running towards the half hour, just very simply, if we look at all the different industries and all the different sectors and what they've done, the one, you know, that's, that's seen positive growth that I want to discuss, one is government at 3.4%, and the other one is manufacturing up 2.1%. And let's start with government. What does it mean to the man on the street that government's up 3.2%? Now, so the fact that government is up implies that, um, you know, they, they've spent 3.4% uh, more compared to last quarter annualized. Um, and, you know, is that good or bad? Uh, I think last quarter government spending was the only positive contributor to, to the GDP number. Um, in an environment where we actually under fiscal strain, you know, it is not about whether it's 3.4, but where do they spend that money? So we would actually like to see government expenditure to decline and um, have a smaller contribution to GDP um, as part of them cutting back on the expense side. Um, so uh, in terms of, you know, uh, the wage bill, the salaries and, and those kind of things. So that, that is just, you know, how much uh, spending to 
came from the government side, but one needs to remember that that can also include obviously um, more beneficial spending in terms of education and healthcare and those things. Okay, so that really puts that in perspective. Thank you. Manufacturing up 2.1, that can only be good. Yeah, manufacturing, I must say, I expect it to, to be much weaker than this. Um, you know, after the GDP number yesterday, the PMI printed uh, with a huge decline from 52 to 40, uh, mid-45, 40, indicating that manufacturing is under severe pressure. Um, but this is one of the other sectors where we want the uh, economy to really get traction uh, in terms of being more competitive globally and being able to export, but also to, to help us to, to create and maintain jobs. You know, manufacturing is one of the sectors where, uh, as a result of the economy being under strain, we've lost a significant amount of jobs over the past couple of years. Um, so if we can stabilize that sector, a sector that is, is one of the areas where we can actually then uh, leverage again in terms of creating new jobs going forward. Martin, I think then construction would go hand in hand with that. The fact that construction is down also doesn't bode well. Yeah, so if you, if you look at the, um, the, 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 um, the fixed investment number that I spoke about that's up 6.1% right. in that basket um, is, is construction and construction is down, you know, 3.7%. Um, I know, you, you know, if, if you look around the economy, well, obviously if you don't look at the, the major uh, areas like, um, uh, Santon and CBD Cape Town where there's still a lot of construction taking place. Um, but construction is one of the areas where hopefully, you know, if we can continue with FDI and a lot of the reform, eventually that will pick up because that's longer term projects that need to kick in. But we've seen quite a nice growth in things like transport equipment and machinery, uh, residential buildings. Uh, and, you know, that's also very important components of uh, leading into a strong economy going forward. Martin, now, you know, crystal ball time. Looking forward, we've seen what figures are down, what figures are up. The ones that are, are high employers, a lot of them are down except for mining. That doesn't really bode well going forward, which means that there's less people to put money into the economy. Where do you think we're going to go for the next two quarters? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, you always got the base effect. So uh, we, a lot of this or some of the strong uh, number that we've seen today is because we came off that um, minus 3.1% right. in, in the first quarter. Um so, you know, the rest, the rest of the quarter, you know, you also need to think where we're going in terms of the global economy. So at the moment, if you think about the U.S., uh, they're talking about further rate cuts there. Uh, China is stimulating quite aggressively, trying to retaliate against U.S. tariffs. Um, but that aside, you know, it is, it is quite a challenging environment because the, the trade issues actually Picking up the speed, it doesn't seem like um, there's any solution there. And then, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Brexit. Uh, so that can also be quite disruptive. But at this point in time, the expectation for the global economy is that we're probably going to see uh, some bottom in terms of the softness we've had so far. And that um, 
we, we might see a, a little bit uh, of a rebound or just a bit of a, a stabilization going into the beginning of next year. Uh, last, last bit of this year going into the first bit of, of, of next year, 2020. So if you then that pull that into South Africa and we say, well, we can uh, save ESCOM, uh, we can avoid further load shedding, uh, and the global economy is uh, in a little bit of a more supportive environment, you know, then I think um, we can hope for, for still positive and some good quarters for, for the rest of this year. But having said that, you know, just because we had that very bad print in the first quarter, you know, even if we get a 2% print in the next quarter and in the last quarter, the annual growth is still below 1%. And, and that's what the focus will be on in terms of the budget. So in September, uh, September, February this year, we've budgeted one and a half percent. Uh huh. Uh, everybody revised that down to 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, depending uh, which one you look at. Um, this number today will definitely help again to, to, to lift the, the average consensus number for the year. Uh, but you know, if we average two for the next two quarters, then you basically get to one percent, which is still not enough. Um, I've mentioned that right at the start. We at least need to, to get more than population growth. Um, but for me, the important thing is that, like I said right at the start, uh, this number shows that we do have a possible three percent in the economy if everything works out uh, together. And therefore, I do think that you know. Um, if we can stay on track and do the reforms and uh, try and keep our investment rating, then this economy can still see a 3% growth number in the next three to five years. Well, hopefully it all pans out because you know that 3% is the magic number that we really need to keep and sustain on an ongoing basis in order to get the economy back on its feet. But Martin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. That was Martin um, Ackerman, who's a chief economist and advisory partner at Citadel. Been on the show a few times. Martin, thank you, as always, for always coming on, always being available. Those figures are brand new, and you've got it unpacked right here on High FM, the Avia Money Show, sponsored by Citadel. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Citadel. Thanks, Craig, for pushing the buttons. We'll speak to you next week.